name of Jesus. Wow. We really sense that God's um, doing something and wanting to speak a, a bit afresh this morning. So we've moved some things around. We'll have some notices at the end to send you away with. Um, but really, this is um, we just sense that God is wanting to speak powerfully through his love. So um, team at the back, you know, I sent you all those scriptures. Um, we're doing something different now. And... For one of the first times since COVID, I managed to get my notes onto bits of paper that you've got in front of you as well, and we're not doing those either. <laughs> um, I, felt, I felt, you know, my preachers there, I was going to start by just saying, I feel like God says, this, this time I'm tearing this up. Uh, and I feel because he's, he's speaking so clearly on the Father heart of God to us, even in prayer, even in that testimony. Um, there's been so many, so many moments where God's been speaking clearly that I just feel to kind of now go off tangent would be wrong. I feel like he's, he's speaking to us in this moment. So it is Father's Day and, um, and we're going to look at the prodigal. I was hearing that Blaze were doing it. I thought it can't just be them. This too good. If I was asked what's my favourite part of scripture, I would find it hard, but this would be one of them for me. It's absolutely undone me so many times. And so we're not going to miss out. We're going to look at the prodigal father here in this room as well. So it's in Luke, Luke 15, and you can start turning there. While I just say a, a especially warm welcome to any fathers, dads, granddads, stepdads, um, spiritual fathers in the house today. You're really, really welcome and we value you. And um, there are some booklets or some uh, magazines that we had laid out in the chairs. And then I read halfway through one article that I thought, maybe the children shouldn't read this one. So we collected those back up. But you're welcome. I mean, it's a good, it's a Christian magazine. Don't worry. It's not like, but I think fathers, or if you want to take one for your dad or et cetera, et cetera, they're on the way out. There's plenty for everyone. So please grab one of those. Mark Wahlberg's on the front giving his testimony. So that just gives you a little taste. That'll be great. It's a little gift. And we just want to say, bless you this morning. And we've also got the Nehemiah booklets, um, which I just wanted to flag. I was going to flag more majorly because we're, we're in Nehemiah, but now we're not. We're in Luke. So just if you want a, a Nehemiah, uh, it's, it's kind of a day-by-day devotional, really short. I know for some of you it's stirred up devotionals daily for you. Others it's supplementing. Uh, I just want to, they're free as well. They're out there. You can grab one of those on your way out. And if you've been looking to sow something of God in your daily walk to walk, then it's been put there it's been built for that purpose so please grab one of those they're free and they're on your way out this is a story that is trying as best it can to capture something of the love of God as it rushes to and breaks into human lives and it can't do everything but I think it's just a wonderful picture if if our father relationship has been strained we heard one testimony this morning of one that's being reconciled and that's just like yes we love that but yours might be strained I want to say look afresh at this and consider the love of God and the father heart of God because it's good news whether you've got a wonderful earthly father or whether you never knew your father today God's wanting to rush and reveal some things to us it's a stunning story of a son who's mucked up Big time. I mean, this, like, maybe you feel like you've mucked up. You've, you've got yourself to church. This son was not at church. This son has mucked up big style. And he's gone off and he's literally effectively said to his dad, I, I wish you were dead. Give me inheritance now. 
I can't wait until you die. You know, you can imagine that conversation. And, he's, and he runs away and he just, the whole lot just gets spent. The whole lot, maybe you've bought some things in the past that you, like, oh, that was a waste of money. Shouldn't have bought that. That didn't last long. Man, he spent the whole lot. And then he's, he's in this dire place and he's coming back to the father. And I want you to just hold your breath for the moment that we see the father's response. Because that's going to get you this morning. So let's read Luke 15 Verse 11. This is Jesus telling the story. And he said, There was a man who had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that's coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far off country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he'd spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with, with hunger? I'll arise and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And so he arose and he came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to the father, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this is my son. Uh, for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant and he said to him, your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. But he answered his, but he answered his father, look, these many years I have served you and I've never disobeyed your command, yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came home, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, son, you are always with me. And all of this, all of it is mine, is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad for this, this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for today and how you will be reminding us of your mighty love towards us, your mighty love towards the world that you've created. God, we just say, please speak to us. Soften our hearts, Lord. Lord, I say, just with everything going on in life, Lord, our heart can become just, just crispy and just hardened. But Lord, we say, Lord, soften our hearts to the news of the Father who runs to his sons and daughters. 
Lord, soften our hearts, Heavenly Father. If we've been working hard and, and serving diligently and we've not done anything wrong and then we keep seeing others get blessed, soften our hearts, Lord, to see that everything that you have, you say is ours in Christ Jesus. Lord, we say speak to us this morning through your word. Amen. Amen. It's a story just... It just captures you, doesn't it, of this journey back. No matter how many times you've read it, if you've been a believer a little while, you've probably have come across this so many times. And, but it doesn't seem to matter, does it? It's just as fresh when you come at it another time. It's like, yeah, the Father did that again. And it just reminds you of what he does. It's something of the love of God that I think he wants to share and, and really drop into our hearts this morning. And... Just an example that came to me in worship of when he did this for me. We were in a prayer meeting and uh, I, was, I was praying for some stuff and, um, and it suddenly felt like God was wanting to speak to me so I was kind of quieting myself and started listening. I was reminded uh, while I was sort of waiting on God of this, this scenario that had happened to me when I was young. I was about 13 or 14 and uh, someone in the church, a guy much older who was busy with life, but he'd said to me, Dan, would you like to come over to my place? I've got this old bike and I used to be really into cycling. I've got this old bike and I could really do some help and, you know, we'll, we'll work together. I'll come pick you up and I'll drop you off afterwards and I'd be really grateful if you could help me. And, and so that's what I did. I thought, oh, brilliant. He was a really nice guy. I thought, oh, an opportunity to go spend time with this guy. That's cool. Um, but also I'll get to, you know, be a bit helpful and help him out. So I said yes. And I went over and I was doing this. And this was being reminded to me, this story. And I actually did this over a number of weeks. And it turned into something a bit more regular. And as I was thinking to God, I suddenly had this wave. So first of all, I was aware of how helpful I'd been to this guy. Um, you know, really, you know, good old me. You know, really, he would have been stuck without me, wouldn't he? And then I was like, as I was thinking, I was like, yeah, but I was 13 or 14. And I was not, and I'm still not particularly good with mechanics. I wasn't actually being very helpful. Suddenly, it dawned on me, and I was just... I'm in a prayer meeting, but I suddenly felt really embarrassed that for all these years I'd had this sense of being helpful and in this situation and others. And actually, it wasn't like that at all. Suddenly got really embarrassed. I thought, well, I wasn't being invited to help out. I was just being invited because probably I needed help and I just didn't see it at the time. And I felt really embarrassed. You know, that suddenly you realise, oh, it's not like that, it's like that. And... Uh, yeah, I suddenly had this phrase pop into my head. It was a setup. Man, I was set I was set up. My parents would drop me off, probably wanted me out of the way, and he was giving his time. And I was thinking this whole these these, you know, you know, probably about five, six years later, maybe maybe more like sixteen years later. I was thinking all this time I've been so helpful. It was a setup. And I felt embarrassed. And then as I was waiting, I suddenly had this other question why did he do it? Why? Yeah, maybe I wasn't being very helpful. And I, I was probably slowing down the job, probably what would have taken normally a week. Then that's why it took six months, because I was there. I'm like, ah, oh, but why did he invite me? And this thought suddenly occurred. Well, I couldn't think of any other reason other than maybe he loved me. Maybe he just wanted to show his love to me. I, I went through lots of other reasons. Maybe there was something in it for him. There wasn't, no one else knew. Maybe it was just, you know, no, I wasn't being helpful. Remember that. I didn't actually, I slowed it all down. 
maybe he loved me. And then this phrase of it's a setup turned into it's a loving setup. It was a setup. I, I, re- I realised that there was no getting away from that, but it was a loving setup. And I suddenly remembered the gospel. I suddenly felt, God, so many years I felt like I'm so helpful to you. You know, you'd really struggle in this without me. And thank goodness I serve in this way and that way. Thank goodness I can be nice here and I do this for you. Thank goodness, God, you know, thank goodness that I'm involved in your... And, you know, suddenly you go, oh, how embarrassing. It's not like that. It's a setup. And then you might feel ashamed. Oh, God, you're kind of patronising me, God. And yet he says he loves you. There is, this, there is this message of the love of God, which is unlike anything else you will ever come across in your life. It's, it's, it's like that story of me trying to be helpful and finding out I'm not and years later, we're, but it's so much bigger. Maybe we think we're helpful to God. He just wants you to know he loves you. He loves you. And this is kind of a, a bit of the story of the son here. At least in his own mind, he's thinking, well, on my way back, part of my argument is going to be, I can be helpful to you. You know, I can do something, you know. And his father has other things in mind, wants to bring him back into the whole family, wants to reinstate him, wants the robes and a ring so that when he looks at his hand, he goes with the signet, ah, I am part of the family. That's how much the father wants to do. And sometimes we see less and God's got so much more. The father's journey, I was thinking about this this morning as we were praying just in the other room. It came out a few times, we were praying about the love of God and the prodigal. And and I was thinking the journey of the father, that's an amazing bit, isn't it? He sees his son from a long way off. I love that. And so he sets out and you can assume he's been looking out for his son. He didn't just kind of, wasn't going about his daily life and just caught right in the distance his son. No, you just get the impression, no, he's looking out for his son every day. He knows which way he headed off. He saw him go and it broke his heart. So he's been looking out that direction, waiting for his son. And then one day he sees him while he's still a long way off. And so he breaks into a run. We know that's not very customary uh, in uh, the time. You know, a, a Jewish man who's senior would have taken his time going places. That was a sign of respect and how, where he'd got to, but he doesn't. He hikes up his robes and runs to meet his, his son. And I was thinking about this journey of the father coming to the son this morning. And I was thinking of God the father. The message of the gospel is this. This is what the journey looks like for the father. He said this to his son. We need to go to the earth. There's no other way. We need to go. And the son said, I'll go. I'll go. And so he came to the earth and he started last week, Jonathan said, he started as a fetus. And that blows my mind. I know he was a baby, but I guess I've kind of got used to that. But he said he was a fetus. Wow. So God comes to the earth and, and, he, and he's conceived and, and he comes as a baby. This is the plan. So the father sees us from a long way off. And so he sets into a sprint and becomes a baby. Do you see that? And so he grows up as a child. Wow. The gentle humility of God. And he grows up and he loves his father and he does everything his father says. And he's got no sin upon him. And he journeys and he journeys. You can tell how far off he's spotted us, can't you? Because he's journeying. And then he gets older and he starts his ministry from about 30. And still he's tested to the uttermost by the devil. But no, he remains faithful to God. And he's still coming. He's still coming for us. And then he gets towards the end. And it's very clear. Jesus has to die to be able to reconcile his children, his sons and daughters. 
There's no other way. The things we have done have created such a barrier that there has to be a sacrifice made. That's why the whole Old Testament is this mad story of sacrifices and being made right and getting it wrong. And it's supposed to point to how an ultimate sacrifice has to be made. And he's still running towards us. And then he's got to die on the cross. And his last words were, it is finished. And it just reminded me this morning of the moment the father embraces the son. He's home. It's finished. That long journey that I've been coming after you. And you'd worked out all these things. And, and even once you're saved, you still sometimes think like I did. Oh, I've done doing quite well in this Christian life. And he's like, oh, no, it was a, it was a loving setup from the start. I love you. And I've been coming after you. And this is the story of the prodigal. And the father's journey towards us looked like becoming a baby who grew to a man who gave his life even though he had done no wrong scripture says no wrong it was totally unfair it was barbaric to anyone let alone to God's son and he did all of that to bring us into relationship and to have a hug with the father and now there is nothing scripture says that can separate us from the love of God Nothing. And it goes on. Neither, uh, you know, we've been learning this, uh, me and a few guys, neither height nor depth, neither demons nor angels, no, nothing, no, no powers, nothing, neither, neither the past, neither the present nor the future. That can't separate us from the love. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord, because of what he's done, because he has run to us. Now, all of this is going on. And then we see the heart of the son, the older son. And I'm always challenged by this because, let's be honest, in this story, we're not to elevate ourselves. Oh, well, I've got this, this situation where I'm the father and this person needs to be reconciled to me. No, no, God's the father. God's the father, right? We're the son, we've come back. And now if we've been reinstated, if we know the love of God, now we're the other son. Do you get that? And others are hopefully returning. And what breaks my heart is that this older son doesn't say to his younger son do you know what your dad's been looking out for you every day we're so pleased you're home he doesn't join in with that celebration you see it don't you he's jealous and he's hard-hearted and he doesn't get it and he's offended at the love of his father he's offended and this just challenges me so often friends there are people who have run off and they have done horrible stuff and they shouldn't have. And they might be friends of ours, family of ours, or, you know, maybe you knew them. Maybe they were your pastor once. I don't know. They should never have done that. It's very clear. God doesn't say, oh, it doesn't matter what the younger son does. No, it's awful what the younger son does. But the father reconciles him through his great love. And as the other siblings in the family, if you like, which is what we are if we're here in the church, do we make it difficult? for other sons and daughters to come back to the love of God? Do we get in the way? Well, yeah, I'm going to let you in. We get in the way sometimes. I get in the way sometimes. But I'm challenged when I look at this. Man, if the father loves them, wants to reconcile them, that's enough for me. And I love the idea of us as sons and daughters maybe seeing someone who's coming to know God a bit more and we're like, instead of thinking, oh, hang on, I was hoping for that blessing... I was hoping for that cow or that goat to be sacrificed for me because of how important I am, remember? Instead of that, to look at someone coming to, to church and to go, oh, do you know what? Off goes the father again. I know him. 
I know what he's like. And he is running after that one. I know what he's like. He's already on their case. They think they're coming to him, but he's been going to them. And, and because that's what he did to me, that's what we should be getting a hold of, that width and depth of the love of God. And there's just this immediate restoration. This immediate kind of back into the folds, isn't there? It was said in the prayer meeting. It, it wasn't like he was put on probation. It's not like, let's give this younger son just a week to prove himself, a month, and then we'll reinstate him a bit by bit. You know, the sensible, wise thing. It's like, no, bang, put a robe on him, put a ring on him. But what if he does it again? Put that ring on him. We're going to celebrate. Just awesome how deep the Father's love we were singing and it is overwhelming, it's never-ending, and if you think you've caught hold of it, it suddenly gets bigger, and you realise, no, it, it covers that. Oh, it's bigger, and, it, and it's done this for me, and God, you've, you've won me, and even if I'm in this place that I wish I wasn't, still the love of God rushes to me. Maybe everything's going well for you right now, and you know, maybe like me, you're thinking, yeah, I'm doing all right, and suddenly you become aware, oh, oh, actually, yeah, it is all you. But the love of God is good in that place as well, even when we get things muddled. Maybe for you, there are stuff and you're on the way back to the Father with this list of things and you just wish you could sit with him and explain and, and maybe he'll be nice. And you need to hear the love of God rushes to you and loves you and he can't wait to restore you. Of course, he doesn't want you to wander off again. Surely the love of God is supposed to be so spectacular in our lives that it captivates us and we rest in that place. So there's something a bit funny if the son comes back and receives all of this and then wanders off again. No, you haven't seen what the father's done. I don't think he did that. I, I know he didn't do that. I'd love to pray for us, for some of this love of God to come to us afresh. It wouldn't be a wooden thing. It's so good. And it's going to be enough to sustain us for all eternity. And if you've been a believer a long time, I believe he wants to reveal something of his love to you. I think for some of us, we're going we're to kind of see him come to us. I've, I've experienced that before, where it's like, you know, we know he's here amongst us because he promises to be and it's in his word. So he is here. You can be, but there's sometimes where you're like, Ooh, stop everything else. He's here. He's here. Everything else has to stop because he's here and he's drawing close and I believe he wants to do that to some of us today so I suppose as we come to see what does this mean for us maybe there's something of reconciliation to be done you want to get your words out but really I'd encourage you just be quiet before God and let him speak to you and maybe you've known him and you love him and he knows that but he just wants to reveal his love afresh to you again Maybe there's some situations he just wants to highlight, but don't dwell on them. Hand them over and come to the God who loves you. Yeah, should we... Um, Pete, would you be able to... Just those words, how deep the Father's love really caught me. We'll have a chance to... In fact, the band better come up because we're a lot shorter today. But I feel that's because he wants to meet with us. Would you perhaps stand as they come up and we can start looking to meet with God. Thank you, God. Hmm. 
not even sure I know all the words to this, but we'll start and then I'm sure you'll pick it up. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it, still you give yourself to me. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Yes, Heavenly Father, Lord, in this place, Lord, I ask, Lord, you've been captivating us, Lord, in worship, Lord, through prayer. Lord, you've been encouraging us, drawing us back to yourself. God, we thank you. You're a God who, who left heaven, came as a baby, pursued us, came to us, said, it's finished. I've done all the work. Now come, come, children. I so desire that the whole world, I love the whole world. Heavenly Father, we thank you. There's room in your house for us. There's room in your house for your children and your sons and daughters and our friends and families. God, I pray, captivate us once again with the the true width and height and depth of the love of God in Christ Jesus. Lord, we just say we're open and we respond. We respond as older brothers and sisters, but also as the younger, wherever we are, we respond. As you hug us, we hug you. As you speak to us, we say thank you. Hey, my name's Dan Baptist and I'm lead pastor here at Jubilee Community Church. We really hope that something from this morning's word has blessed you and reached you. And if you'd like to talk about anything you've heard or just be able to talk about maybe faith or get some prayer, then please get in contact. You can email us, give us a call at the centre and one of the team's going to get back to you. We'd love to do this, especially if you're just thinking about what it is to become a Christian. You want to sit down and really talk that through with anyone. We also run regularly on a Sunday some joining the church courses. And if you want to know more about Jubilee Community Church and what it is to belong here, then you can just uh, find out online when the next one of those is going on and you can attend, have a meal, sit down, talk about it. We also have some amazing midweek group life uh, where it's a great opportunity to dig further into your faith. Again, you can find out that on our website too. Anyway, just wanted to say hi and uh, bless you and we'll catch up soon.